it's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. I love episodes of theater, 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 theater. We're going off the beaten path, off the beaten path. We're off, off. Oh, hi. Yeah. Oh, hey. what's hey, going friends. on? Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, we just heard a lovely voice. Well, we didn't, but our audience did. It's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. A bonus, bonus episode. <laughs> yeah, hey Pam. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming in for part three. I live for this. Yeah, no as, as we stated on part one, you hate us, and that's why you didn't. Enjoy I it. really hope it's that's fine. not what you stated. That's what we our did. audience is saying. The hate yep. mail is starting to surge a bit. Our no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. There's been a misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, audience, you, you, you should understand that not only were the four of us supposed to watch these movies together, which we did not do. But we were also supposed to record the first episode with Pam, and it just didn't happen. We couldn't schedule it. So it, it's it's fine. She dislikes us. We dislike each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're all going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. rubbing my tension headache. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. No, no. This is fun stuff. This is Scott, fun you stuff. told me that you uh, had a revelation, and I, I figure we save it for the pod, and you tell me now. What's the revelation? Uh, uh, okay. So I discovered this today because I was stanky. But I work from home, right? Okay. That's probably why you were stanky. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. And I'm like, I I need to take a shower. I was like, well, I could take a shower at lunch because I work from home. I can eat at my desk. I can, you know, have a meal whenever I want as long as I'm working. So shower lunch. Taking a shower at lunch was completely like life affirming i think everybody should do it i think every employer should be required to have showers at their work and let people take a shower midday because top three benefits go i was more efficient i was refreshed and alert and i was ready to talk to people i didn't want to talk to because i was in such a good mood like it really worked and i got rid of my stank so you're welcome You're all welcome. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, incredible. I think that's real. I think we could we could get a petition started for that. Certainly Let's in California we could get it passed as I mean, a state. Scott, line. I, I often take lunch showers. I, I do live a block from where I work, so sometimes I just walk home and I, I take a little shower at lunch because I, I'm unemployed, that. so I take breakfast, lunch, <laughs> dinner <laughs> showers. Second breakfast. I'm shower. showering right now. Hey. Oh, that's I, what that sound is. I Can usually we... don't eat lunch, or if I do, it's in my car. That's weird. Yeah, I don't eat either. I, I like snack throughout the day. Is yeah. Yeah, it's more thing. of a time period for me than a meal reminder. Right. Mm. Yeah, mm. I forgot how. Um, Never mind. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I just I'm I I'm the podcast. I don't think knows this yet, but I do have a, a pregnant significant other currently. What? And, and this person, I I uh, this person. Yeah. Well, I'm trying not to say her name too much. It's, this this annoying person who's no, carrying this, my this child. This person who carries my child. Uh, <laughs> love of my life. Uh, she is. We're very, we're being very particular about meals right now and so like i'm being very particular about meals but also i realize like i've always been very particular about meals so when people say things like yeah i don't really eat lunch i'm like 
I hate you. Lunch. <laughs> Love yourself butt. better and Prince eat a butt. dank meal in the middle of the day so that the rest of your day works well. And then CJ goes, I don't love myself. And then I slap you across the face. <laughs> I just no, did this thing where like I eat breakfast and then I'm full until dinner. I Here's just the problem. I don't eat actually lunch. eat breakfast. So I'm, I'm, oh, it's well, you're into... just full of crap. <laughs> I'm a hypocritical <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. Hey, uh, we love the banter. Good times. And thanks for talking before you introduce me. That's how we love it here. <laughs> but, but, but welcome folks to, to part three. This is theater theater, the theater podcast for theater nerds made by three theater makers by, uh, uh from the LA theater. Whoa. From the LA theater scene. <laughs> I'm Jay Bailey Bertram. I'm CJ Merriman. I'm Scott Leggett. That's right, and we are back with another bonus miniseries. After every five playwrights, we take a break and we watch some movies. And this is uh, part three of turning musicals into movies. I think that's <laughs> the first it. time I've said it correct Got without it. a stumble. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, and as always, we're joined by our dear friend and original songwriter Pam Quinn, everyone. Yeah. Hello. Hi. 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 God. So happy to be here. And I'm pretty sure this is your pick this week. So we'll have you introduce that in a second. But we, we've already covered Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. We already yes. covered Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Both mm-hmm. of which were extremely fun. And uh, Little Shop of Horrors dropped today. So people will have already hopefully listened to it. Yeah, time um, to do a post. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, we don't do posts. So, <laughs> we don't post on Facebook anymore. Uh, no, but we, uh, we in this week... We're covering something, which we'll introduce in a second. And then next week, we're covering West Side Story. So, well, midweek. We're going to do mid-week, a midweek drop mid, mid, the next drop, episode, yeah. like we did with Little Shop. Enjoy that. Uh, fun little midweek drop. I like that. I think that's a cool... Maybe we do that more. Sure. Yeah. No? Sure. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pam! Could you note it in what did the you log, choose? though? I'm yeah, sorry. I'll note okay. it. Hold on one okay. second. All right. Okay. I'm sorry to Pam, interrupt. you... I know I appreciate it. It's an Annie Baker play. Uh, you chose this one. I did. I want to I know what it is and why you chose it. Well, it's... Into the woods and down the dell, the passage. <laughs> I know about... Yes. Um, I chose Into the Woods because it's this musical that I have never been in and would play any part in and I've never been cast I know it like the back of my hand but honestly the reason why I chose this particular musical this film adaptation is because I saw it at the Alamo Draft House in Austin my sister and I my sister and I watched it together she played the baker's wife in like a youth production of it fun and uh we shared two bottles of wine and we were holding each other and bawling by the end of this movie. It was such a bonding, nostalgic experience for the two of us to share. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Yeah, I want to know the rest of y'all's context with this in general. And like with the show, Pam, is there a deeper context with the show that you have besides just not being in it and wanting to? Have you seen a lot of productions of it? So many productions okay. of the show. And I also, Sondheim was the first composer, musical theater composer that I ever learned, that I ever really listened to. And mm. this was one of the shows that, you know, got me started for sure. Yeah, might as well start out with the best, right? Yeah. You know. The best. Yeah, Sweeney Sondheim. Todd and Into the Woods. It was yeah. over, over and over again, those two. Awesome. CJ, what was your experience with Into the Woods pre-movie and then, you know, what's your yeah. 
Well, um, I kind of have a, I, I came at it from a really academic standpoint. It was uh, one of Larry Schmidt's classes. I believe it was Ritual to Performance. And we actually studied Into the Woods for, it was either half a semester or an entire semester. Wow. And we're like reading the the main theorist that he was reading when he wrote this play, which kind of explains why he wrote it the way he wrote it. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened to be the semester that Webster was doing it. Um, I did not get cast in it, but I was called back for all of the drunk old women, like I usually am, <laughs> everything at Webster. And then we watched the original cast recording, which everyone's seen and loves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I, other than that, I saw it, it was a couple years ago, it was at the, um, what's that Beverly Hills play, not the Beverly Hills Playhouse, but what's the big Beverly Hills Playhouse that has like a 500? Saban? Saban? No, how oh, it's it's got like a two it's a two name thing. I it's oh, I think yeah. it's where Casper did um it's where Frankenstein. Did Frankenstein. Oh, Wallace Annenberg. Uh, Wallace Annenberg. Yes, Wallace yeah. Annenberg had a real bitchin' production maybe five or six years ago and a group of us went and saw that and it was really, really good. Sure. Yeah. Scott? Oh man, I remember uh when they debuted it on PBS, the the filmed version of the original cast which i'm sure yeah. everybody's seen and i remember like we it was I, I was a kid but we were kind of excited and we watched the whole thing and i was just kind of blown away by it um and then i worked on a production uh a, a touring production that i just sort of did like two or three cities with where i was just it was like high school summer job like i was just crew stuff but Got to see like a touring company of it, and then I've seen many, many productions. I love it. It's one of my favorite musicals, without question. I think it's just beautiful and beautiful. Um, and then I remember seeing going to with a group to the movie to see it. Um, but I think I was pretty, I was probably pretty high, probably stoned, <laughs> and um, so I hadn't remembered it. And then I'd seen clips of it when it was on cable and then this was the first time I'd sat down and sort of rewatched it top to bottom and and yeah, yeah this was my second time seeing this as well I saw it in theaters and then this was my second time sitting down and watching it same as um West Side Story actually right. yeah I I saw it when I was quite young when the high school did it uh I went to the same school from preschool through high school so we we would you know it was a big deal to go see the high school production every year and uh, we were pretty fortunate. We were an arts school, so we were pretty fortunate to have like a solid budget for these musicals. So they were always quite quite well done. And we uh, they did it when I was maybe in like first or second grade, mm-hmm. and I went and saw it, and I loved it. Yeah. But I remember, and I kind of always equated it with the dark second act. I just remember always mm-hmm. being like. Why wasn't the second act as fun as the first act? (laughs) Um, But that's the point, right? But as a kid, well, sure, yeah, very Fiddler. But but this more so on purpose, right? And I I think as a kid, it was a little harder for me to understand. Now I, you know, it's it's why part of why I love this this show so much. Uh, Whether or not the movie fully. uh, encapsulates what I think the show does, uh, you know, we can discuss, but. I have I also saw the I've seen a couple other productions here and there at regional theaters but I saw the Hollywood Bowl production with Sutton Foster oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. um oh the kid his, from Stranger the Things the kid from Stranger Things yeah. and who was great he was fantastic 
Was yeah, he he's, Jack? he's fantastic. He was yeah. Jack. Um, the per- kind of the perfect age for it because just old enough that it wasn't weird that he was singing about what he was sort of singing about, but like, sure, not young enough like the kid in the movie where I'm like, ooh, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but I also saw this movie. Was very excited to see it. I think I got emotional too, Pam. I think yeah. I had my moments of like, oh my God, I'm watching End of the Woods on screen right now. <laughs> but I think, yeah. and I'll get deeper into this later, but I think the one thing it, it fighting against it for me is the fact that there is already a staged filmed version. That was that, close to perfect. That I, I think right. is the yeah. perfect version of the show. Like there's yeah. really no better version. So to put it in film, you had to do it differently, which is why the film is feels so different. Um, but it doesn't, it, 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 to me, it, it, they do feel like kind of two separate entities and partly because one is a Disney film with a yeah. massive budget. And one of them is just, you know, an old filmed stage live production. But I've seen that. Oops. I've seen that thing. 50 billion. Well, it's times. part of our makeup. It's it part is. of our foundation. As I watched it in classes. Absolutely. I watched it by myself. I watched yeah. it that in the Sunday in the park, the James Lapines that I just put them on and I just, Oh, it's the, a, it's an acting <laughs> it's an acting musical theater masterclass that yeah. original sure. production. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I also I I don't even know what to call it a syndrome, the kind of feeling that you get. I mean, I know I get this all the time. You when you get attached to a specific cast recording of mm-hmm. something. Oh, yeah. for sure. That no matter yeah. for sure. how yeah. you hear it later, you will like, always yeah, be wrong. That's, not the that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So true. It's yeah. and you know what there were great um, great things about this movie like Emily Blunt was wonderful she's a wonderful mm-hmm. actress yeah. she's got a good solid voice she had the comic timing um, and the MVP in my opinion of this movie was Chris Pine I just I loved him yeah, so we'll step through the. we can do that now we, we can step through the cat I honestly like to me with Chris Pine it's like he's to me he's not the MVP he's the most surprising it's he like I can't it. believe he's as good as he is. Yeah. yeah. But Emily Blunt does kind of Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- you know, trump him in some ways. Uh yeah, let's do that. Let's talk through the cast real quick. I think that's worth doing. Actually, first, Rob Marshall. I want to talk about Rob Marshall. What an interesting person. So do do y'all have any takes on Rob Marshall before we get into the- Wait, wait, we gotta yes, do I do. never mind. Okay. <sighs> CJ. Hmm. Do it. <laughs> All right. I've got two, two, actually. Oh. Two, two? Yeah, two. I've got Disney's version, and then I've got my version. A whimsically enticing visual adventure following the intertwining path of unlikely characters on a journey deep into the darkness and light found only in the woods. Because of a curse put on the Baker's family, he must set out on a task for the witch to reverse the spell she cast. Or... A telling slash mistelling of one of Sondheim's most beloved musicals and Grimm's popular characters. That's way better. Second. <laughs> Number two. Second. CJ's. Um, yeah. No, broke that's, it down. That, it's been that, broken yeah. down. Yeah. Broke it's, down. They do a good I mean, it's the same plot as the musical. The movie is the same plot as the musical. That's absolutely true. It's kind of. Well, what are the differences? What are the differences to you in plot? Well, for me, I I think the thing that I missed the most is I miss the um, 
the identity of the narrator, the narrator and 100%. the baker's story. And in fact, because of that, two of my absolute favorite songs from the original musical are gone. Yep. I, and I understand why you can't have it in the movie. I, I feel like you Ever can. After is one of the best Act One closers in all of musical theater. Mm. And it's not in this. And then also in, in the second half, they don't do the song No More Giants. Right. Which, yeah. right. I mean, I have a lot of favorite songs in this musical. Don't get me wrong. Or the second agony, which is arguably the funnier than the second agony. First one. Oh, the second one is second... better. <laughs> the second agony is better. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, unfortunately, it's a two hour film that I think if it was longer would not have sold at all. Sure. For how and little I... it already sold, right? And I, I mean, it had a good opening weekend, but then it, it sort of peaked. Yeah. And um, I understand the wanting to take, like, these crazy, fantastical, magical stories and being able to tell them with a film budget and a tech department that can do that as opposed to the practical stuff that they did in the live musical. So I understand why they want to do it the way they did it. Yeah, I I agree with you. It's one of the things I I think that the part of the magic of the musical is the stagecraft and the tricks that you have to pull off. And so watching CGI, you're just like, yeah, cool. All right. I also, this is, and this is my last big gripe about it, is I also do not enjoy at all the stunt casting of Johnny Depp, as opposed to it being double cast as right. one of the princes. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it's, in general, this money is a cash grab, right? I mean, sure. from the casting to the, like, saying that Sondheim rewrote lyrics when really all he did was, like, change a few words around. Like, he didn't write brand new innovative things for this almost every lyric change feels a bit like Meh, why? why like why? it's like it's a it's a willow tree now instead of a hazel tree and i'm like why like is that just <laughs> disney being like we have willow trees in other properties in pocahontas. Of Oz. pocahontas and avatar which are the same movie um <laughs> I, was it, 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 fern, I thought it was fern gully was it fern, fern gully, gully. It's, all the same. Is that a okay. <laughs> it's all the same but no no i don't uh, know i don't think avatar fern yes fern gully is not a, it is it's a blue sky or a um it's bluth it's a blue oh believe. don bluth um, yeah oh fern but, gully Oh, Ferngully. There's two Ferngully movies, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Uh, but what were we ta- What were we fucking just talking about? <laughs> well, the I the was... re- rewriting of lyrics and stuff like well, the, which we day. just didn't need. But in, in terms of casting, yeah, we should we should step through the cast in a moment, y'all. Stop talking about Kai. <laughs> we'll get there. The, but but yeah, it's all stunt. It's all cash grab, and I think that's why it does lose some of the power it really could have. Because, like, Bernadette Peters is still kicking. Yeah, that doesn't... It, Sorry, Meryl. Yeah, like, she's great. Um, I would have watched that. Yeah. Oh, my God, I would have watched the fuck out of that. I was going to digress. I still watched for, the fuck out of it. You sure did. Digress, then. Go ahead. Uh, no, because I, I wanted to pick up on a point that CJ made about the end of Act 1 and Ever After. And what I noticed in watching the film this time was... And this is Rob Marshall's kind of Achilles heel. I think Chicago may be an exception is that his arcs are weird and this doesn't ever feel like it arcs fully. Like there's, it, it kind of plateaus and I'm wondering if it's because that act one doesn't have that big bump, And so the transition just sort of disappears. You don't feel it as much. Um, but that, like I said, that's Rob Marshall. He's kind of inconsistent in that way. He can make, he can take a picture like a motherfucker, but then, yeah, like sometimes let's talk he just about, 
Let's talk about <laughs> Rob Marshall for a yeah. second before we get into the cast because it's it. all it's all very interesting. He his first major film is Chicago. Chicago wins the Oscar. Wins the Oscar. Okay, Chicago Best Picture 2000, 2002, I think, right? 2002, that sounds, sounds right. Like that. Sure. And 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 then after that he gets just like blank check status. He does Memoirs of a Geisha. He does nine, which makes no money. And I love that musical. Loses his blank check status. And the next movie he makes is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger <laughs> Tides. Which is okay. the fourth one? It's the fourth fifth? one. Fourth or fifth? I think it's the fifth. <laughs> hey, bro, like I got, I got a good for you. You want to do, uh, you want to do uh, Pirates of the Caribbean number nine? The, the yeah, seven and bad. eight aren't out yet. Hashtag bad. Yeah. Um, and then he does Into the Woods. That's his that's his next one. Uh I and they bring him in because Disney's like, well, Chicago. Right. Right. That's right. sort of the, the thought sure. is like, well, he fucking Chicago wins best picture. We're we we should get him to do our major our first major musical in, in thirty years or however long it's been. So he makes Into the Woods. It sells well enough. He get he it, it looks cool enough that they're like, Cool, we're gonna give you our next one too. Which is Mary Poppins Returns, mm. mm-hmm. which I love. Same, and I know I some too. people don't, but I DJ won't watch w- it. I refuse. I walked out, well, that's insane. But I walked out <laughs> and I was like, truly, like Rob Marshall is back. Like he's done it. Like he's gonna he's gonna be making musical films till the day he dies, and they're all gonna be amazing from now on. That was like my first thought. End of the Woods. I mean, uh, End of the Woods was fine, but Mary Poppins, this is it. Uh, and I thought it was like perfectly nostalgic in terms of the old movie and all these things. So then when it was announced that he's doing the new little mermaid movie, part of me is like, that could be very good. Is it going to be animated? No, 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 it's like, no, they're, they're making, they're remaking. All- Got it. I would hope that within 20 years or 30 years or whatever of a movie, they wouldn't reanimate the little mermaid. That would be bad news. That was one that I Disney sat down. would have lost themselves. Cause I loved that movie. I was six when that movie came out and it was like my favorite movie forever until I got made fun of for it in school. And then I hated it after that. But Aww, um, I loved that movie. Who makes and then fun of you for that? I feel like that was every kid's favorite. My movie. mom told Who me I was an easy kids? target. That's why no. um, <laughs> but she did. She told me that regularly. Uh, but uh, should we, we should do a, like a trauma breakdown. For this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just figure out like all the, the reasons. So my many life. things are said um, on this podcast as a throwaway that really could use some Yeah, like, truly. Oh like, um, and that's why I, CJ's an actress. Yeah. I, <laughs> But I, I, I sat out and rewatched a lot of those movies from those like golden years of my childhood. Like Pocahontas was one of them, and I was like, I just Ugh. this didn't age well. No. Little Mermaid was another one that did not age well, and I'm curious if they're gonna go true to the story or if they're gonna change some things around a little bit. I don't think I, I can. I'd be hard pressed to name a Disney film pre 2001 that is that holds up today. I I'm think, 16 years old. I'm not a child anymore. It's my favorite line. From yeah, I mean, I think we because because especially I mean, they were just giving us basic fairy tale based in societal norm, right? They're just like princesses get saved by princes. Sure. Uh, Native Americans um, <laughs> get saved by white people. You know, like it's they're sort of just like and doing the thing, yeah. and they 
but they have still also been on the forefront of a lot of things. So like, yes, I think it's hard to rewatch these things except out of nostalgia. We talked about Aladdin um, a few episodes ago where it just, it (laughs) was rough. They had to re-edit lyrics because it was so profoundly racist, but they're, Uh, but they did a good job of it. Um, Did they? I don't know. Uh, I haven't watched the live action one yet. Yeah, the jurors. Maybe I'll sit on and watch that tonight. I haven't seen. But that yet. Rob Marshall's interesting. Little Mermaid might be great. It might be terrible. I I could do without all of these live action remakes. But at the same time, like, sh- sh- sure, Disney. Well, it, it it feels it's always felt like they they're trying to that his genre is musicals, but th- yeah. that's not exactly right. Like, there's a difference between Chicago and Into the Woods. You know, yes. right? And, <laughs> well, and Into the Woods also feels a bit like how um elvis felt with baz lerman where it feels like like to to make the analogy elvis feels very much like baz lerman being like you want this from me right big weird tons of edits sometimes things are sped up everyone's screaming at you (laughs) and i'm like actually no that's not why i like moulin rouge in fact the reason i like moulin rouge is the insane pacing that happens and the the weird uh, like time that it takes in moments even though it does sometimes speed itself up and get really weird and theatrical it also like allows itself to just like hold shots really long and be with somebody and elvis just feels like gun, 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 gun. it just like slaps me across the face with a fish and i just don't know what to do and so I, and that's kind of how gatsby felt too where it like it was trying to be both and it just wasn't it, anyway i don't okay forget about baz lerman talk for a digressions uh, this felt a uh, into the woods feels a bit like him being like you want what i did with with nine and with chicago and i'm like i don't actually <laughs> i want into the woods yeah. right and so i i think directorially it it's lacking a bit i think the production design is really cool it's pretty yeah it it's very cool. disney but in a darker way mm-hmm. that i don't think I, I I think we're lacking in Disney recently. There were so many that. things about the original production that were so charming because it was low budget. You know, sure, like sure. so many little jokes that you can't that were missed completely in the movie right. because they had a budget. Yeah. Right. Sure. And I think there's something to it being and it, you know, inherently when we make a movie out of something, we're like, okay, but this is the real version. <laughs> we want to see it real. And so like the sets are super real. Like even Anna Kendrick like states there's some quote where she's just like, the sets were so real that we thought they had brought in real trees. And like, you know, like and you're just like, what? It's like, <laughs> a good but, Anna Kendrick impression. Thanks. I'm really good at it. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just an interesting thing because I don't want realism out of Into the Woods. In fact, I don't want realism out of anything fairy tale based, right? I mean, Ever After is is great. I love that movie, right? The Cinderella uh, movie Barrymore. Ever After with Drew love Barrymore. Love Ever After. Yeah. Phenomenal I seen that film. In years. But it allows itself, although it's quote unquote set more in reality, it still allows itself to be theatrical. Yeah. And 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 this felt like it was taking itself a little too seriously, even in the comedy, mm. right? Agreed. Um, yeah. So let's talk through the the cast real quick because this is very interesting. And it, like we said, it feels a bit cash grabby and very Disney, but there's some talent up in here. Oh, so sure. There's some let's great stuff it. in there. Yeah. We have uh, <laughs> the woman herself, Anna Kendrick, as Cinderella. Pass or oh, fail? Really? Fail. I liked, 
Fail. I liked her more this Fail. time than I did, but I'm not going to fight you on that. Yeah. I okay. have had so many ex-boyfriends that regularly tell me how in love they are with her, so fail. <laughs> Who has... What? Yeah. I don't know anyone who thinks she's... I've had her shit so many my dudes. Face so many times. So many dudes yeah. love her. Anna Kendrick? Yeah, yes. so many dudes. Are we she's all, about the same in person? all her movies, they accentuate her cleavage in every single movie. <laughs> there are strong feelings here. There is a line. I'll be uh, honest, we shouldn't have started with her. Honestly. I've never uh, I've never thought of Anna Kendrick as being anything but basic. Thank you. I Thank love you. that's you know that's why I think our friendship will stand the test of yeah, time. Yeah, I also <laughs> I don't I can't think of a single time I've seen like her with cleavage. Like I'm I can't remember. Oh my I can't god, her being so, I'm really and I'm really thinking about it. It's over the top, pitch perfect. Even I in that fifty fifty cancer years. movie, her boobs. She's a therapist, and her boobs are all in everybody's face. It's too much. It's well, we love much. we love boobs on this <laughs> podcast, but much. not apparently not Anna Kendrick's boobs. But Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Uh, I used I walked her dog for a little while. That was a weird thing. Um, was her dog all. basic? Yeah, they're all basic. <laughs> so I to me she she fails. This is uh, now Cinderella the role. Okay, uh, who I think was Sierra Bajas when they did it at the bowl. Sounds right. Okay. Um, it's it, this role can be kind of anonymous, right? Like it, I'm not saying in it. It should be. I'm saying like it. It. It's easy to just cast a random person who's like pretty and sings well as Cinderella. Sure. But I think the arc of Cinderella needs more than that. And sure. Anna kind of just yeah. just does it. She sure. just she just does it. And I'm like, yeah, you 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 sing. Good job. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like I forgot you're a singer, Anna. Yeah. Well, well done. Well. Like that's sort of how it feels. Um, I don't. I also don't love her in the last five years film. Have y'all seen, seen that? that I haven't seen that yet. Boo! I just know it really, Fail. really well. Fail. I just know the musical really uh, well. Okay, what about this? James Corden as the baker slash narrator. Now, I agree with you, CJ. I hate the loss of the mysterious man. I yeah. think that is a huge, huge loss to this movie. Does it work as well in a children's film, which is this This is kind of trying to be? No. Hmm. Uh but, but James I just Corden kind of... isn't without charm, but he was he not the best absolutely without person. charm. He is <laughs> not the best person for this part. He just, he's no, just not. He's a huge just made fail me miss for me. Chipsane. Also, yeah. I just know too many people who've interacted with him who have had bad experiences. Yeah, same. Right. He's an asswipe, and and he's he also just there's no. You always have to feel. I think with the baker, like you want to be with the baker. You want to hang out with the baker. The baker is uh, pure of heart, so to speak. And he just doesn't have that vibe at all uh, yeah. for me. It just, um... he, it's weird casting, but it's, you know, it was a, he already had his show by the point that they do this. So it's, he's a big name. He's got a couple Tonys under his belt specific or one specifically. He want, he beat, he was in two gentlemen, uh, what what was it called? Two governors. Two one, governors. Yeah. Two uh, governors. Some governors. One, one cup. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it's called. And he he beats Philip Seymour Hoffman, who was in Death of a Salesman that year. 
And uh, we know how you feel about. He passed Phillip. away shortly after. Yeah. yeah. So it's a because of that. Because of that. Probably James Gordon. Well, I mean, that's kind like killed Philip yes, Seymour that's Hoffman. Like, sort of a joke, but also like with Philip Seymour Hoffman's mental health and the fact that Death of a Salesman was like his pride. Yeah, his, his prize possession, his pride, his everything. Like he had been building it. His first role ever was Willie Loman when he was in high school. So this was him, like his culmination. Yeah, and he just, you know, he doesn't win, and and he loses to this British guy no one's ever heard of. And what are it's we doing it for, y'all? Yeah, we're doing it for the trophies. Come no, on. I agree, but like, let's <laughs> be clear. Like, you know, if <laughs> no, I know you're that deep in your your relationship with this art form, then. That's a huge, you know, I don't know. I dig. I no, I dig. I get it. I just, just he's just my bitch. favorite actor of all time. It's hard for me not to like have that little bit of like, ugh, you know, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. but he, James Corden to me is, is mediocre at best. He's, he's fine. I think he sort of fails this. You're right, Scott. Like I want to be on his side and I'm just not. Yeah. I'm just not. Uh, okay. Here's a weird one. Daniel Huddlestone as Jack. He was um, the sweary little kid in Les Mis, too, right? Gavroche? Yeah. The mm -hmm. sweary little kid. The sweary little kid. <laughs> he was the not young Cosette in Les Mis, the other kid. So right. here's good evening, the Spectre, Lost City of Z, yeah, which is that, yeah. really good. Have y'all seen that? Yeah, Lost yeah, City Lost of City of Z is pretty yeah, good. Yeah. really good. Here's my problem with him and Red. I am very, very, very sensitive to children singing. There's a point where I can't, my ears can't take it. Right, and, you hate Annie. That's why I can't watch Annie. I, I, can't, I just can't. <laughs> and um, and so that was the case here. And again, I think that the the shadow of the original show just looms over this because you almost need an adult or somebody with fully adult mm. skills to pull off the subtlety that's going on, especially a little bit more with, with Red, I think. But... They so, definitely tried to match her voice to the original gal. That's what I was thinking. I was like, boy, she sounds almost exactly the same. Right. Exactly. And but Feels like yeah, she's doing a bit of an impression. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else you do, though, in a film. If you put an adult in that well, role, then it gets then I it mean, would get weird. It's been done a million times, right? I mean, you put especially in musicals, you, you cast an older person to play younger. Like it's it's not unheard of. But again, with this realism thing, they're like, well, it has to be real. We want real children. I can't get past it on a thematic level because both of them are talking about like sexual awakenings. That's what yeah. this show for them is about. That's what their arcs are. It's, it's coming out <laughs> especially red. Mm -hmm. And so then when it's a kid, which now kids go through puberty and everything, everything happens. But when it's being played by a child in a Disney film and they're still saying the same lyrics, but they're just not acting it the same way. Right. Not only are we losing a huge amount of nuance there, and, but for people who already know the nuance, it reads gross. It just mm -hmm. reads weird and mm -hmm. gross. When I'm thinking of Johnny Depp with Lila Crawford, like I'm just like, Ugh, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. Why are you doing that to me? And especially casting someone like Johnny Depp, who well, especially now, now. Well, yeah. I mean, especially now. I mean, I don't know what all was going on with the Amber Heard stuff. It seems like I don't know. But Absurdity. but outside of that, what it does feel like to me is casting purposefully casting someone who only plays creeps to play the creep right like yeah. it's like what else does he do i mean he does suave now and then but he's sweeney todd he's 
freaking uh, crybaby. He's crybaby. He's crybaby. One of my favorites when I was a kid. He's also freaking Jack Sparrow, who is Jack Sparrow, (laughs) who is just freaking the creepiest of all, right? Yeah. So it's it's on purpose, but let's let's tackle him next, Johnny Depp. Fail. It's a fail. I mean, it's mostly because of the voice, which I I don't. It it bugged me so much with Sweeney Todd the movie that. You you can you can find a, a reasonable star who still could pull off the the singing and um and in this it just well, uh, it just Johnny Depp is a lead singer of a rock band and has of been a for rock band forty years so I I get what their thinking is but with Sweeney it doesn't work because it's written operatically and mm-hmm. he just can't do it with this it, it, who cares he's talking the wolf never sounds good robert westenberg who originally played it is is kind of he's like fine like he, he gets his chance scene, but he's yeah he gets his chance later in the show with agony as, yeah. So, as being, yeah. yeah in agony now i have a robert westenberg story i'm going to tell real quick he is the head of the theater department at drury university and he came to our transfer auditions when I was wanting to transfer there uh, from Hogwarts. And he came, and uh, the first thing he does is he hands you a piece of paper with a bunch of pictures of him in Into the Woods and Sunday in the Park with George. <laughs> and he just goes, hi, I'm Robert Westenberg. Come to Drury. <laughs> That's pretty Aww. good. But also Drury is an incredible school where a lot of my friends went and, and ended up in phenomenal uh, – uh, situations. One of them is on Broadway right now, so in freaking Book of Mormon. So good for him. Uh, okay, let's go a little bit quicker through these. Lila Crawford, pass or fail? We kind of talked about her with Daniel. I just Huddleston. want more attitude. No, not enough attitude. Yeah, yeah, it's played a little too like. She's fine, but I don't think it was her fault. Like the mistakes that were made. Right. Yeah. I'll, that's well put. Well put. Next. Uh, Emily Blunt. Pass. She passes for me. Yeah. She. I mean, she's great. She can sing. I give her a pass, but I wrote down she's like the Disney princess version of the baker's wife. She should have been Cinderella. She would have been greater Weird. Cinderella. I, yeah. <laughs> no, She's just I so disagree. fucking pretty. <laughs> oh, interesting. I mean, yeah. I don't think the baker's wife can't be pretty, but I think she plays it with more nuance than anybody's tackling in this movie. Sure, for sure. Uh, I think the, baker, the, the, the baker's wife's... Uh, Alone in the Woods song, or what's that song? You know the moment in the woods. Moment in yes. the woods, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think is one of the hardest songs to pull off in the yeah. show. Yes. yes, and she pulls it off. Yes, yeah. and that's I've, tough. Look, if her death is heartbreaking, she's yeah. done her job, and her death was heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but none of, but it's not to the rest of them. You never feel it from Corden or really anybody else, but I still feel it. Yeah, sure. And as an audience that's member, yeah, an attestment to her. Uh, a testament. Ooh, and a testament. Uh, a testament to Testicle Emily. to her. Uh, testicles. Uh, Christine Baranski, who we I love. I would die for her. I, <laughs> love, her. I love she's her. She's great. She's great. Yeah. She's Very well cast. Her before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in, she was in Chicago, the movie, obviously, but she's also in, uh, uh, we talked about The Birdcage on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. She was on that. Uh, Tammy love Blanchard as Florinda. <laughs> And Lucy punches Lucinda. They're very funny. Oh, great! Funny. Yeah, the, that yeah. trio was awesome. The, yeah. the the cutting of the feet and the toes and the heel <laughs> still yeah. just makes me. It's so funny, and it's just, and they pull it off so well. So and well. also the, probably the least Disney of the mo- part of the movie, right? They sure. do a good job of making that a little more visceral. Like, yeah. oh. oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Um, Dear uh, Lord! I think this is also actually somebody who I think 
is maybe up there for MVP. Tracy Ullman. As oh my Jack's god, mother. I screamed Love. when I remember he is wrong. Tracy Ullman. And but who I, else? Who else? I think she's I, perfect casting. She's perfect casting. Well, and the thing that reminded me of how much I love her lately is I finally sat down and watched Mrs. America. Oh, oh. sure. And she is so fucking good in it. She's and so great. she's great in this. And the I Tracy Ullman show. Tracy Ullman for day. And Latrine from Men in Tights. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the unsung Mel Brooks film, Men in Tights. I love that movie. I do too. Oh, yeah. Maybe in my top three Mel Brooks movies. It's my number one. Uh, no, no. It's your <laughs> number one? <laughs> Thank you, Pam. No. Pam, is it your number one? No. Mel Brooks, yeah. You're wow. all incorrect. Sorry, it was well, unsung. You just three. said it was unsung. <laughs> no, it is. I, I, I didn't thought say you were creating incorrect. a safe space. I like for it. God is like the it. one saying all that. I'm the, I'm the opposite. No, I put it in my top three. I just don't think you can. I don't think you can deny Spaceballs. Like I don't. That's I my think number two. Spaceballs is 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 like is I think his best, and Blazing Saddles right after, and then no, excuse me, no, no, that's wrong. It goes like this, Scott. You ready? It goes. Spaceballs, Young Frankenstein, Men in Tights, Blazing Saddles. That's correct. Uh, it's uh, and then History of the World Part it's One. It's Blazing Saddles, then it's Young Frankenstein, and then it doesn't matter after that. You don't like Spaceballs? I like Spaceballs. I'm just saying that they're they they all kind of. Mel Brooks so Men in Tights so can be number good three. And Into the Woods. Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks is great. <laughs> you always do that. We we like to digress. That's you, what this podcast the, is all about. You're always like, let's get back to it. No, like, you do. I swear. If I had a nickel. Not true. If I had a nickel. Oh. Uh, okay, so Meryl Streep. Uh, I, I got to... It's hard to say fail. It's complicated. It just... Again, another shadow that's just looming over her where like you're watching Carrie it going, Underwood why? trying to be Julie Andrews. Why couldn't it be Bernadette? Well, that's hold, how on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Oh, Let me restate Carrie Underwood's voice mm. and persona is more appropriate for Sound of Music than Julie Andrews. And that's the truth. Um, <laughs> that bit has to die. Has to die. Uh, no, so Meryl Streep, in my opinion fails in this film and it is partly because bernadette peters just blew it well, out of the like water. why yeah there's, why didn't you Vanessa just get Williams bernadette like there's just, no reason yeah like she could have been the one person that you pulled back from also you... in an insanely white film they could have oh, cast yeah. anybody in a mm. lot of these roles mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. embarrassing disney uh and then you have <laughs> billy magnuson is rapunzel's prince yeah, he's great. Okay. I, I love him so much. I love him in in most of the things that I see him in, like date night, not date night, game night. He's oh, he's so genius. Oh, game night's so good. Funny. Game night's so good. Oh yeah, so yeah, for funny. sure. And this uh, wasn't his print. Like, it's not about Rapunzel's prince. It's about Cinderella's prince. You know. Sure. Yeah. But he well, still held his own. Yes. Yes. He, he also popped up in uh, the Aladdin. Yeah. Live action. He was great. Um, and he was good in that. I yeah. was actually kind of surprised. Um, and then he was in No Time to Die, and he has an uh, as Logan Ash, and he has a really cool sequence. Uh, if nobody saw, if if anybody hasn't seen No Time to Die, I highly recommend it. Probably my best, my favorite Bond film in the last thirty years. Huh. Uh, definitely recommend. Um, Mackenzie Mousy uh, as Rapunzel. Sure. Exactly. Fine. Yeah. yeah I forget. Fine. I don't know. I don't yeah, even yeah. remember her. Like, Why not? Uh, Which is another role that kind of is throwaway. 
Let's what find out. It? Tell me, IMDb. Uh, she was in Nothing of Note. Um, <laughs> I love that movie. It's like, no, it's like, you know, CSI New Orleans and The Good Fight and... Okay. Well, that's but Manson's that's also... Lost Girls, the Ooh. TV movie, as Linda Kasabian. Ooh, I think I read that when I was watching this. I was like, "Oh, she played a Manson girl." I she was on Bones, but that's kind of why she's on Bones. Everyone's on Bones. <laughs> we all are on Bones. This movie goes back to like the shit that I usually bitch about whenever they do like a big budget musical, where it's like I understand why you have to have big names in there to get butts and seats, but you're already going to get butts and seats because it's Into the Woods. So why don't you give some people? Some I don't know if they trust. That. That. That I don't do think that they job. trusted that. I just, um, I also don't think that's true. Which is why maybe it's okay that she is Rapunzel and she hasn't done anything yeah, before, is uh, what but, I'm saying. Yeah, but CJ, I don't, I don't think it's true that Into the Woods sold as Into the Woods. I think in theater circles it did. Sure. I think most people went, uh, I'm good. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I, guess. I don't think that it was a, you know, it had a big opening weekend because it was all of us. Right. And then it just didn't sell. Like, no they, one hoped really they, they hoped Meryl Street. They hoped Meryl Street. Well, that's Meryl the thing Street is they kept being like, well, we'll get someone, we'll get the most famous people in Hollywood and then it'll sell. And they did and it still didn't because they it wasn't really good enough, right? Because this isn't an easy musical either. To me, it's no. like, you no. know, like there's so many musicals that you can do that people know, but this is a musical that is loved amongst the musical theater crowd. Yeah. Uh, the last two I think are worth discussing are Chris Pine. Oh, super pass, super pass. Yeah. yeah, he's phenomenal and a huge surprise. I just wasn't expecting him to be as hilarious, charming, that and solid VH1 as That VH1 music video take of Agonies with the splashing <laughs> <laughs> so good. And the, and the, the ripping of the sure. shirts. Yeah, it's so all. good. Yeah. So good. They're both we were up. We were howling. I mean, we were dr very drunk, but we were howling. <laughs> oh, no, that's what you should do. The only other thing I think is worth mentioning, which I think this was a big misstep in terms of the design of the giant. Uh, but it's cast as Frances de la Tour, who you may know from the Harry Potter movies. Right. Um, she also played a giant. Yes. Or she also played a giant. <laughs> I think, which is kind of their thinking, which is annoying. Yeah. Because again, was, it yeah. could have been anybody. I right. wanted it to be Judy Dench. Right. <laughs> yeah. So badly. Yeah. That's where you go for or some like stunt casting. Someone who's done it before, like Whoopi did it um, That's right, on yeah. Broadway for a bit, or like. People like that were like, there's just a lot of people. It's fine. It's fine. Um, good for her. I'm glad she did it. Uh, I like her in in um, in the Harry Potter movies a great deal, and she's really good on that show Vicious with Ian McKellen and uh, Derek Jacoby. Oh she's really yeah, you yeah you've mentioned that. I, if you've times. never watched it, go pick it up. It's a PBS show that's totally or BBC show that's. You totally know the, the you guys watch Stranger Things. You know the, the girl who plays Erica. If they made Into the Woods today, I would want her to play Little Red. She just has oh, like the yeah. perfect <laughs> attitude for it. Yeah, yeah, but like in ten years, Which, that's the problem. Uh, oh, like is again, that, well, like, yeah, the little sister. With the well, she's like yeah, seven, yeah. but Got she's it. like seventeen though in real life. She's such oh, a she? firecracker. She's seventeen. Get her. She's, seven, Get her. Get her. she's seventeen playing twelve, twelve yeah. or thirteen. She's that. the only one who actually looks twelve, thirteen now. Yeah, right. Like, now, now they're all all out of whack. Uh, if you look up into the woods. Uh, this is kind of interesting. It's it says like more like this, like other things to watch. And the first three things are Mordecai, the oh, I movie see. starring <laughs> Weird. Uh, Johnny Depp, Johnny Dark Depp, Shadows, yeah. another uh, the, also Johnny, Johnny Depp, a Tim okay. Burton film starring uh, Johnny Depp, 
And the next one is Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal, the movie. What? That so makes complete sense to me. <laughs> I'm so confused by that. I don't really My algorithms are not working right now. Like, yeah. what in the F is going on, IMDb? So careful, IMDb's your... trying to red pill, red pill you, Bailey. Be careful. Yeah. You probably are. And it, so in this film, not in the musical, but in this film, what are your favorite numbers? What are the numbers that do stand out to you as, as being positive? I really love uh, Emily Blunt's Moment in the Woods. I really dislike Last Midnight. I don't think it works. I think it has a really lackluster feel. It was anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's anticlimactic. Sure. Um, and um, Giants in the Woods and and the um, dun, 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 what's the one that the the little yeah, thing. Things, yeah, things. yeah those two songs things. fall very flat for me just because thematically they can't be acted properly so it just doesn't they just don't hit but that's just me. My favorite is Agony, and then uh-huh. my least favorite is Steps of the Palace, bitches. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, like, no, no, this should be funnier. This should be better. No, yeah, right. no, I was so mad. I, I was really, also drunk. But <laughs> I really dug um, the opening. Like, I just, this time through, the opening yeah. really got me, like, revved up and ready to watch. For sure. Ready to watch this musical again. But the one that frustrated me, that always gets me hyped up during the musical, is um, Your Fault. Because oh, they took right. it at like half speed. Yeah, it's weird. That was yeah, not it's okay. weird. Not okay. Um, Which yeah, goes was, into last midnight. Um, yeah, I was kind of with you. You, you both, CJ and Pam. I uh, and that Agony's opening because I sort of sat down. I was like, oh, I need to watch it. I need to watch Into the Woods, and then like kind of took a breath, and then it starts, and I'm like, oh, it's Into the Woods. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. Time, it's that, and he does do a really great job in terms of the way it's cut, the way it's paced, the way he's setting things up for you it just doesn't it's so good and i wasn't even drunk yet at the yeah, opening no, so, and i still love the it. opening is great yeah it gets you actually that was probably the first time like you said pam getting emotional i got very emotional yeah even this time re-watching yeah. starting it off but especially in the theater i remember sitting there like i'm watching this at a movie theater yeah, my two yeah. favorite things are being I meshed know, together right? it was yeah. so good <laughs> Um, and then I love fucking agony. I just, I love, I really, <laughs> and I, cause I'm with you, Pam, the second part, part two is just, it was missed. Brilliant. It was missed. And it's so much funnier and so sad too. And it, I just, I really, and because of how good the first one was and they knew it was good. They knew the filmmakers, the crew, the cat, like you just know that it's so good. And I was like, Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait yeah, for the yeah. second one. And then it never happened. It never I happened. Like, well, I, was like, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's a funny story. Apparently um, Meryl Streep like got, caught on her costume one time while standing up on the table during last midnight and she fell and was like <gasps> headed towards a concrete slab and James <gasps> Corden like froze and didn't do anything and <gasps> a pregnant Emily Blunt caught her. Oh my god. Well, a, a pregnant Emily Blunt. Another yeah. reason to dislike well, James. You got super, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well you got super strength when you're pregnant though right? Can you ask yes, your significant true. other yeah, about ask your that? Significant, <laughs> 
oh, I ever found come the quote. in and pick up some stuff. <laughs> I found the quote from Anna Kendrick about the set being so realistic. That, uh, uh, apparently she and Chris Pine got lost while on the soundstage amidst the trees and had to be re- rescued by a production assistant. Sounds like they were having a makeout party, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to hear that. Well, I don't Pam doesn't like that. Pam doesn't like Ken, Anna Kendrick that. or her besoms. <laughs> uh, Meryl Streep was offered three witch roles this year, and she only took this one because oh. she felt she was kind of pissed. She was like, am I that old? That that's how Aww. I'm being cast now. But I think of it as like, it's kind just of a play nod anything. to like... <laughs> Yeah, and also, like, you know, she's a musical person now with Mamma Mia and all that. And she shows up in, in Mary Poppins Returns. She's very good in that. Um, she plays, like, one of the people they go meet and they have an adventure with. Uh, but it's also weirdly kind of homaging Death Becomes Her in the way that they, like, style her and things. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I'm just talking If they had gone more in that more hitting the nail on the head with death becomes her i would have been all about it like right. if it was just that character as the right. witch. as the witch <laughs> like, yeah yeah that would have been rad it would have been great <sighs> okay anything else y'all want to say about this before we get out of here no i, I enjoyed rewatching it, it yeah it was i didn't time. hate i didn't it hate it at all it. i I, re- I enjoyed the rewatch the more than i thought i would we one. can't ignore it we had to cover it at some point we can't ignore it Thanks for choosing it, Pam. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks, thanks Pam. I feel like I need to put it away for another few years and yeah, watch yeah. it again and reassess because I actually liked some things I remembered not liking the first time, and I also hated some things I thought were good the first yeah, time. So it's yeah. just an interesting piece how it grows for me, um, especially with this podcast. How much we're always dissecting things, and like now I just find myself dissecting while I watch, and I try mm. not to do that, but I've been doing that, and it. Thanks for doing this podcast with me. That's all I'm trying to say. Thanks. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Thank you all. Aww. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do what do we want to talk? Is there, how do we close this thing? I forgot. <laughs> Join us next week. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Thank you for joining. Do you have any spotlights? Do you have any LA spotlights? Anything to shout out? Uh, not at this moment. No. Freestyle of Supreme closes this weekend, so you won't have won't be able to see that. CJ, you got anything? No, I don't right now. None of us are doing anything cool. So thank you for joining us for another theater theater bonus mini series. That's right. Bonus episode. We'll join us next week for part four, uh, where we'll be discussing the new West Side Story film by Steven Spielberg. Very very excited about that. That's actually not next week. That's going to come out in like three days. So yeah. get excited. Uh, and then uh, after that, we're gonna be covering Jonathan Larson. Yes. yes. Do I write a song? Or do I write a song for yeah. Jonathan? Yeah. Oh, we need a Jonathan Larson song. We need a Larson yeah. song. Yeah. It's exciting. We're we're gonna be covering and tick, tick, boom, and rent. Can't reference Rent or yep. Tick Tick Boom. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you cannot Great. say uh, five hundred twenty-five thousand. I'll just redo the Hamilton later. rap, but use his <laughs> Perfect. I love yes. it. Um, yeah, we're going to be covering Rent and Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, that's really all we're going to discuss, and it's just going to be two episodes, but we're going to have special guest Brittany Wheeler. Yeah. It's going to be very exciting. I love her. Yeah, we love Brittany. Uh, so we're going to get into it, and then after that, we'll have another unstuff. What's the unstuff? Y'all remember? No, I don't. We'll have to announce it. Uh, Is it you, CJ? Uh, no. What was the last one? Peter Pan. 
Was our last in stuff? I think so. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to double check. I haven't, okay. I haven't looked. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a Scott pick. Yeah. It might be a Scott pick, but Scott's yeah. brain's not going to pick anything today. Wow. Wow. I think he told us what it was going to be, and I we've already forgotten. That's okay. Uh, let's close it out. Yeah, questions, comments, compliments, you can reach us via email, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Scott? Thank you, CJ. A big shout-out to Ryan Thomas Johnson, who writes our theme song that you're about to hear. Uh, our theme song is better than your theme song. Yep. It's true. He also writes all of our stingers, and he's an amazing human being. Uh, I'm going to do my regular bit because but you're here, Pam. So normally, Pam, we thank you, Pam, Aww. for contributing to every single one of our episodes and for your beautiful songs. So thank Aww, you for thank joining you. us. Thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to have you. And finally, to the great Pulitzer Prize winning playwright, Annie Baker, who writes every single one of our episodes. What? Uh, yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Okay, cool. Keep going. <laughs> and she doesn't even know it one day annie baker we're gonna buy you a beer yep. it's true we're gonna buy you a beer subscribe rate review yeah uh, all the things actually if you write us a really negative review but still give us five stars we'll read it on the podcast and we'll and we'll say sexy things about you yeah for sure no bye bye <laughs> What's going on? So long. Farewell. <laughs> I feel you. Now it's too late. <laughs> I feel you. I was half convinced I awakened. Satisfied enough to dream you. Happily, I was mistaken. Pam takes out the headphones. <laughs> Later, everybody. The theater, the theater.